This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Casanovia College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine. Welcome back, everyone, to the Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been talking to collegiate coaches and organizations and riders, and today I am happy to have actually two riders. I have Hannah Williams and Lexi Stobanaw, who are both on the Savannah College of Art and Design equestrian team, and I have... um, interviewed the coach, Ashley, and I thought it would be fun to talk to two of the riders. Plus, I have a personal connection with one of them, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So welcome, Hannah and Lexi, to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sally, for having us. So um, I'm going to introduce them. Uh, Hannah is a a senior at SCAD, and she competes on the IHSA team, as I said. She's from Orange County, California, and she competed in the IEL, which I have not talked about yet on the podcast, so um, I'll be asking you about that also. And she's been riding for 16 years doing the Hunters and Equitation. She's an interior design major, and uh, outside of collegiate riding, she competes in the adult amateur hunters and recently won a very competitive class in Aiken, South Carolina over the summer. Her goal for this year is to be the high point rider at one of the IHSA shows. And also with us is Lexi Stobanot, who is a first-year student at SCAD. And she started in riding. She started riding in 2016 with Horse Haven in Honolulu, Hawaii, and that's how I know Lexi. I've been teaching her since she was—I uh, don't know, maybe seven years now, since she was much younger. And she has been a working student. She um, founded a community outreach and education program at her barn to teach young children about horses. And she has countless hours volunteering at horse shows and at events hosted. So welcome to you both. And I think even though 
I've already done an entire podcast with Ashley talking about Scout Equestrian. I think that's probably a good place to start. So, so Hannah, why don't you talk a little bit about um, SCAD? It's located in Savannah, Georgia, but why don't you talk a little bit about both the campus and then a little bit about the equestrian team? Awesome. So um, SCAD is based in Savannah, Georgia. It has been um, so awesome to see even over this past couple of years that I've been there, um, just how much expansion that we've had in the city of Savannah. So our campus is actually spread throughout the city. So um, SCAD's purpose is to go into the city and um, purchase these older buildings that maybe don't have a good use right now. And they actually transform them into our um, halls for different majors and everything. So we get to study in the most beautiful historic buildings. Um, and that is just an awesome experience in itself. I'll agree. I'll agree yeah. with that. I have been <laughs> on campus with at an IHSA board meeting and it it is gorgeous. It sure is. And um, and then to top that off, we have one of the most beautiful equestrian centers um, I would say that I've ever seen before. So this is based in Hardyville, South Carolina. So just right over the bridge for us. And as students, it's about maybe a, a 15 minute drive. So very um, close to us. And we have just an incredible facility with um, a covered arena. We have a derby field and we have a few sand rings as well. Um, so we're very blessed and extremely lucky to ride there and to be able to experience such a beautiful facility. And how many how many horses are there? We you have to talk about the horses for a while because through the years, you know, I I would have students that I counseled and they were like, should I take my horse to college? And I'm like, if you're going to one of these southern schools, you want to ride these horses. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now we have about 55 horses. Um, so this is awesome for us being collegiate riders. We have such a variety of horses, so it really helps us prepare for our shows. Um, we have horses that are in our open division all the way down to like our pre-novice horses that are really good schooling teachers. Um, and I can also speak to bringing your horse to college. I brought my horse from California um, last winter quarter and I boarded him at SCAD. So they have um, opportunities for people on our team and in our major to board your horses at SCAD. Um, they have a couple of specifications that you kind of need to go through, um, but I can't even tell you how wonderful it was to have my own horse at SCAD and then also be able to ride the incredible horses that were donated to us. So we're, and, we are very lucky. <laughs> I, I have to ask you, because I'm friends with Eddie, the director, and he told me about a certain animal that was there at the barn. Up here in New Hampshire, we have moose and black bear. Have you ever seen an alligator? On I have. Or I have. At the barn? <laughs> so um, I'm from California and yeah. we don't have those over there. Yeah. Um, but we do have like kind of these like little channels that go under our bridges as we walk out to our rings. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll, we'll get to see a couple of little gators in there. Um, I know in times past, there's been like really large gators before, but I've only seen small ones. Okay. That's good. Good. And, and Lexi, why don't you talk for a minute about, uh, because you're so freshly into it here with, uh, um, just as a first year student at SCAD, but why don't you talk a, a little bit about your 
collegiate search and what drew you to SCAD? Absolutely. So I actually found SCAD just Googling one day. Actually, I was on YouTube. It was um, about a year after I started riding. Um, I started riding in December of 2016. So maybe probably about November of 2017. I just started Googling. I was, I think, 13 or 14 at the time. And um, or maybe I think 12 or 13. And I had always known I wanted to do interior design. So I was always looking for a school that had an interior design major. And yeah, Hannah's Hannah's cheering me on because um, she's also obviously interior design. So um, I was only interested in schools that had interior design. But then I had this sort of addition of a new passion um, something that I knew that I was going to want to carry on with. And right. even though I was a really young writer at the time and didn't have a lot of experience under my belt, um, I started much later than most writers do. I kind of recognized that there was something special there and that it was the connection with the animal was something that I needed to keep in my life. So I just did like a simple search. I was like interior design schools with equestrian teams and SCAD was the first one that showed up. (laughs) And then the more research I did, I realized that it was the only one that showed up (laughs) and that there was nothing else. And it just so happened to be the best combination. You know, you have one of the best teams in the division and the best interior design program in the nation. So it was really just the best of both worlds. And I plowed on through high school knowing that this is where I wanted to be. And I applied in, um, yeah, I didn't even apply to anywhere else actually, because SCAD has rolling admissions. So I applied so early that I was going to know by the time that (laughs) other admissions, um, admission applications were due. So I actually found out in October of my senior year that I had been accepted to SCAD. And so I was like, okay, easy, done. I'm not applying anywhere else. And, yeah. you know, saved a lot of money on applications and yeah. um, and, kind of and went um, ahead. When, when did you visit? Had you visited it before then? I actually, um, I sent my original application and before I had visited, um, I had done the online virtual tours that had been put out sort of through COVID. Um, a lot of them were like 3D scans of a lot of the rooms. So you could kind of feel like you were there, but obviously that's not the same thing. So right. Um, I had applied in June sort of thinking that this is exactly where I wanted to be and not really having another plan because it was, you know, like I said, the one place with both of my things that I really wanted to pursue. Um, but I, I think applied in June of last year, my senior year, and then I visited in July and right. like I said, I didn't know that I had been accepted until October, but that's still far earlier than most students know. Most students right. don't find out until January at the earliest. Right. Um, but once I had visited and gone into all of the buildings, I scheduled a tour of the equestrian facility because, you know, I had seen the photos and I really just needed to see it in person just because right. not even because I didn't believe that it was true, but just because I really wanted to be in the space yeah. and um, it exceeded my expectations in every single way. Wow. Yeah. And I, I remember, so at different trade shows and stuff, I do talks on riding in college and for during COVID, there was a group of Hawaii riders who um, got together with me on zoom and, and we had a nice discussion about riding in college. And then you and your parents stayed on after, and we really talked about the ins and outs. So um, I, you know, I knew then too, how, what your interest was in SCAD, but that's, you know, mo- most 
so many, almost everyone that I've interviewed says, I got on campus and I fell in love, but you fell in love before you got on campus. I did. I did. It was sort of um, love at first Google search. And then, um, (laughs) you know, I had gone through every single thing on the, on the SCAD page long before I had even visited or applied or anything like that. Right. I, a lot of the time I would have meetings with advisors and everything. And I'd be like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. This is this, 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 this. And they were like, um, okay, you can go now. We don't really need to talk yeah. to you anymore. I was just so enthralled by it all. And I just needed to make sure that I had my foot in the door right before, you know, just needed to be here. So right. there I am. Right. And how about you, Hannah? Talk about your um, college search and and where you looked and similar questions. Yeah. So, um, first off talking about Lexi real quick. Um, she had actually reached out to me on Instagram and was just like, Hey, I'd love to learn everything about SCAD and SCAD equestrian. And I love to talk to you. And so, um, I think that really is a great piece of advice for people who are listening to this podcast and maybe you, um, are interested in a school or you just want to learn more find people that are already on the team and talk to them and get a student's perspective because I find that to be very valuable. Um, for me, I was actually in eighth grade, you know, <laughs> and I was looking at schools that had riding teams. Um, and I was like, well, I definitely want to ride in college. That had always been a goal of mine. And I was really interested in interior design. So when I found SCAD, um, I, you know, was fascinated with the opportunity that was there. And it was hard for me to put into perspective how incredible this program was being on literally the opposite side of the country. um, I hadn't heard of SCAD before. And so I toured out here um, a few years ago and I just absolutely fell in love with the school. I transferred here. So I started actually at a different school. Um, I wasn't riding in that particular school because it was a a interior design specific college oh okay so um I transferred here because I knew I wanted to graduate here and be a part of the team and so for me I came out here and toured um I fell in love with the interior design program but once I saw the the equestrian facility it was kind of sealed the deal for me pretty quickly um and then I also had a friend that was on the team too so that made it really an easy transition for me so it it's it's been an incredible opportunity so far. Um, and I would encourage anyone looking at SCAD to just come out and see it. And I think you'll, you'll come to the decision pretty quickly. <laughs> and, and our, our and slide you, into DMS. Yeah. <laughs> slide into riders. Yeah. I talked to Hannah. I talked to another rider on the team and one of the, actually the other riders is like, you should talk to Hannah about this. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a huge help and it gave me a lot of, um, insight and sort of a boost of confidence of like, okay, there are kids that are doing it, especially in my major. I looked at a bunch of the writers on the teams and was like, okay, who's doing interior design? Like, is it manageable? Can I, can I feasibly do this through school? And it was really reassuring to see that there were multiple kids doing exactly what I wanted to do and they were being successful. So that was just, it was very reassuring. Right. Right. And, and Lexi talk for a minute about your so you you said when you started riding and um, talk about what it's like riding in Hawaii, because everybody I, I teach in Hawaii, I teach in Alaska and everybody's like, what is that like? What is that like? So so just talk about it. Um, you know, that the, your horse shows that you do, uh, 
you know, what daily life at the barn, just not not in great length, but just kind of talk about it a little bit because it is unusual. No, sure. I'll, I'll summarize it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's all I've ever known up until this point. Um, so it's sort of hard for me to recognize how unusual it is. Um, some things that do stand out is um, we really don't have any sort of full service uh, grooming, uh, nothing like that. There's just not enough resources you know, on the island, um, it's extraordinarily rare to come across any sort of situation like that where there is sort of full-time help. Um, a lot of it in Hawaii comes down to the cost of things. So I, I'm often taken aback by, you know, the price of just a bale of hay in other states versus at home. At home, it's $49.50 for a, for yes. a bale of hay. Fifty dollars um, for a bale of hay. Yeah, fifty fifty dollars for a bale of hay. And at so, Dartmouth, you know, at when I was still at Dartmouth, four dollars a bale. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. It's painful <laughs> to hear that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's just a little twist of the knife, you know. Right. But um, yeah, that's definitely something to factor in is that there is an additional, you know, cargo ship cost <laughs> coming right. to Hawaii, and you know we definitely saw some increases over. Um, COVID with all of the fuel shortages and all of that. So, right. um, yeah, that, that was a bit, uh, difficult to come to terms with, especially because I, I bought a horse sort of earlier on. I, like I mentioned before, I started riding when I was, you know, 12. So I was a lot later in the start than most kids are when they started, you know, five or six with a little pony and everything. So I, I sort of jumped right in head first a little bit and, um, I had started on two really wonderful lesson horses, one named Kula, one named Hoku, and uh, they really got the ball rolling for me and they gave me a lot of confidence in that department. They were really, really wonderful horses to start with. And then I was given the opportunity to ride a really great horse named Payday who um, sort of knew what he was doing and was super, super honest. And if I wasn't doing something right, then he was like, no, I'm not doing it for you. And so that that gave me- He's a great teacher. He's a great teacher. And that sort of gave me the push to be like, no, I'm going to figure out how to make you go. Like I, I'm going right. to do it. And then sort of around that time, it sort of became clear that I was outgrowing the horses that were available to me and that if I wanted to continue, I really needed to start the search. So I ended up going to California twice. And on my second trip, I found my horse who is named Stampray Contigo and we call him Tig for short. Um, and he's just, he's the love of my life. He was way too much horse for me when I got him. But that year of growth, I think, gave me so much more than buying a horse that was my level uh, right. ever would. You know, I, right. I got really sticky, <laughs> yeah. sticky in the saddle. So yeah. um, I think that was really, truly important. But that process of seeing these mainland barns and um, going to California and sort of the full service aspect, I think, is something that a lot of places, um, not so much take for granted, but expect. Um, and that's just, you do not get it in Hawaii. There's no one who is able to provide that. So I actually think that it's fantastic. It taught me so much in the world of horse care, which is far and away more important than the world of actually riding in my opinion, because without the horse care, you can't ride. Plus you were in pony club. That's true. I was in pony club. Um, and we had for a while there a really solid pony club 
um, sort of congregation amongst all the barns. Right. And then unfortunately during COVID, it sort of all fell apart a little bit. There was just no way for us to host the meetings or have pony camp, which was a huge motivation in leveling up in pony club. Right. Um, and so the loss of that was, was really sad. And a lot of the kids sort of fell out of that and started pursuing either other disciplines or had other, you know, educational journeys they went on. So yeah. I was really thankful to have Pony Club when I was sort of in my formative riding years because I learned a lot and it gave me a ton of skills and a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. There were a lot of clinicians like you, Sally, who came in and was like, I'm going to teach the Pony Club kids. And so that's how I met you is you offered that Pony Club specific clinic and yeah. you know, here I am talking to yep. you now. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and how about you, Hannah, you grew up showing in, uh, USCF, USHJA, and also talk about the IEL because I haven't talked about that yet on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, like Sally had mentioned earlier, I am from Orange County, California. So I started riding when I was about six years old. Um, I have had incredible, incredible trainers my whole life. Um, I started like most kids just taking lessons, um, getting really comfortable on lesson horses for a few years. I was riding like once a week. Um, and I, I was like, gosh, why aren't I getting better? And it's because, you know, if you put in an amount of time, like maybe once a week or so, like your progress is going to be shortened so much. Like you have to put in the time and the commitment to riding um, to really grow as a rider. And so for me, I started leasing a couple horses. Um, and then I, when I was in high school, I did IEL, um, which is the Interscholastic Equestrian League, I believe. Um, and so what that is, is, is similar to um, other high school showings, kind of probably in different parts of the country. But what this is, is you are um, showing for your school for, for points. Um, you don't have to be on an equestrian team necessarily because you're showing individually. Um, you're showing and, your own horse? Yes, you're showing okay. your own horse. And, um, it was at a wonderful show facility. Um, it's called uh, Blenheim or the Oaks. A lot of people know that, um, it's in San Juan Capistrano, California. So, um, you would go there, there was like a uh, junior varsity or varsity divisions. And, um, so for me, I did the jumpers, which, um, I am not a jumper rider. So, okay. <laughs> um, I quickly learned that, um, the hunters is really where my passion was. Um, and so I had, I actually leased a wonderful hunter horse and, um, was showing with him a little bit throughout high school. Um, and then at the, my senior year, I decided to just take riding on full time. Um, and so I was showing at, uh, in, on the circuit for a little bit doing the hunters. And then, um, once I graduated high school, I bought a horse that was, who I still have right now. And he is my dream horse. Um, he does incredible work in the derbies. Um, I currently show him in the adult amateur hunters and looking to move up by the end of the year. Um, for me, I think the biggest benefit to showing at home was I was 15 minutes away from an incredible, uh, show facility. So I was really lucky that, um, you know, it was just such a close drive for us and a close haul. So, lots of opportunity there. And we're also really close to um, San Diego and LA too, where there's quite a bit of um, horse show facilities there too. What, 
a random question. Mm-hmm. What is it like? Because I've been in that area. I've driven on the highways. <laughs> What's it like having to drive a horse trailer around there? You must they must just be stuck in traffic that, that I assume that the horse boxes are air conditioned or something. Yeah. So, um, well, just, I mean, for us, I would say it's just going slow and being very, very safe. Yeah. Um, I come from a place where there's like five, six lane freeways. So yeah. lots of traffic, crazy. lots of crazy drivers. Um, <laughs> so what people say is true. Like there is a lot of crazy craziness on the roads back home. Um, but thankfully the people that haul for us are extremely good at what they do, very knowledgeable and take so much pride in what they do for us. Um, and the number one priority is safety. So, you know, they wrap our horses, make sure they're really well taken care of in the trailers. And then, um, also they're, extremely nice quality trailers too. So very blessed in that aspect, but yeah, super different from maybe like taking a trailer down, you know, a side road down to a local show. Um, they're, they're traveling quite a bit. So the horses are really, um, I would say well-rounded with traveling. A lot of them fly places, a lot of them uh, get hauled quite a bit. So yeah. Yeah. And then, um, talk about the fast forward to SCAD. And you are, rather than the team captain, you are called the first year manager. So as I understand from your coach, uh, just talk about the whole thing in general, and then talk about what your role is and what you do. Yeah. So um, for us at SCAD, um, something that we really take pride in is ownership. So all we encourage all of our team members, whether you are a first year student, or you've been on the team for four years is to take ownership with how well you're talking up, how well you're representing the team outside of team events, um, you know, et cetera. And so for me, it, this topic of team managers got introduced to us this year. We've had team captains in the past, um, but our coach, Ashley Henry, who I could not say enough good things about, um, she has transformed that kind of system and turned it into team managers. So um, there's a couple of us on the team that have certain roles, but my role is called the first uh, first year coordinator. So what I do is I help all of the new first year students. So whether that's you're just trying out for the first time this year, you made the team or you transferred to SCAD. Um, so pretty much anyone who is a first year team member, I have a lot of um, I spend a lot of time with these uh, team members, so I make sure that they are um, following academic accountability. So we are at SCAD for a degree, and so we take a lot of pride in um, getting good grades. And so uh, we do six hours per week um, of academic accountability. So what that is, is I set up these sessions and I make sure that they're getting their work in or if they just need a piece of advice for an upperclassman, I'm there to help them. And we also have a couple of our other upperclassmen that have been helping with those sessions too. So that's been wonderful. Um, another part of my position is just making sure that their transition is comfortable on the team. Mm-hmm. So I think that coming from you know a private barn back home, you do things a certain way. Um, and when you come to SCAD, most of those things are different. We take such great care of our horses. We want them to turn out to lessons like they're about to go to a horse show. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of setting the standard of care is something that I like to make sure that we're doing. Um, and then also our new riders are carrying that on through their four years at SCAD. 
So kind of setting that tone. Um, also making sure that they're educated on the different systems of riding. So kind of what the collegiate system is and what that maybe would vary compared to the showing that they've done in the past. So, um, and also just letting them know like, hey, there's 60 people on our roster and it's okay if you aren't at every horse show, um, you know, showing. Of course, show up for your teammates and we're, we're, our whole team is at every show um, that's at home. But, you know, it's just being a team member and what that looks like and just kind of giving them a really good basis of what it means to be on SCAD Equestrian. So that's a little bit about my role. Um, but we do have other ones that our team secretary, she runs kind of just making sure everything is organized and um, she's wonderful. We have a spirit coordinator and yes, he very is important. awesome. Yes. He uh, is actually one of my really close friends. Um, he sets kind of the, the team's uh, energy level for events yep. and I, and I love it. <laughs> and then we have a, um, a couple other coordinators that are very important, like our care horse manager. Um, and what she does is, so we are all assigned a care horse for each quarter. So we're on the quarter system at SCAD. Um, and what she does is make sure that our, uh, care horses are being taken care of, um, that that level of care is, is being met, um, and that they're also getting the attention that they deserve because they work so hard for us. So right. we're going to make sure that they're, they're well taken care of. Um, so as a collective group of managers, I would say that it's working extremely efficiently. Um, and it's something that we will definitely carry on, uh, years to come. So. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. And and uh, we're already out of time. So as we wind down here, I always like to ask uh, my pod podcast guests what else they like to do. So Lexi, I'm going to start with you. What else do you like to do besides interior design and horses? <laughs> I, do, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I know. You know, I I'm. A lot of my time is spent with horses, especially at home, um, you know, when I'm not in school and I'm still finding things. I'm sort of picking up things as I go along that I'm enjoying doing. I'm, I have a really great band of roommates right now, and we're, we're spending a lot of fun times together. You know, uh, we have movie nights pretty much every night, which is pretty enjoyable. Um, I like going out and thrifting which is a pretty common experience among college students i think because yeah clothes are cheap yeah. when you go thrifting so that's good um but you know beyond that i i spend quite a bit of time you know thinking about horses thinking about school and i'm pretty content with that because i've i feel like i'm down a path where my future is is those two things to combined and you know i'm I'm enjoying that, which I think is, you know, the, the end goal, you know, you want to be happy with what you're doing and you'll never work a day in your life, you know, and that's, right. that's sort of how I'm starting to feel. So. And yeah. how about coming from Hawaii? You have to talk about water. What, what yeah, water? Sports? That's true. Did, did you do surfing? Did you do paddling? What'd you do? Everything? I've actually been a, a certified scuba diver since I was 10. Oh. Something I, something I don't know about you. Yes. So um, this summer, I actually had the opportunity to scuba dive in Cuba, which is a really unique experience because Cuba has been closed off to the United States for so long. And they just recently 
open it up to um, humanitarian travel. So we were able to go on a liveaboard cruise for uh, about a week and we were doing like four or five dives a day. And I got to see some, some creatures I've never seen before. And a lot that I have seen before, but in a a different setting, it was just really incredible. So I dive with a whale. Oh my gosh had the opportunity to swim with before. So it was just a really, really incredible experience. Um, I don't dive quite as much as I'd like to uh, when yeah. I'm back home on Oahu because a lot of the time the the ocean isn't as forgiving on a lot of the, yeah. the coasts over there. You know, we're in the middle of the Pacific. We don't have a lot of land break that protects us. So right. um, it can be a little bit less enjoyable and not to mention we have a lot of uh, tourist foot traffic. So the, right. the reef isn't as in the or isn't in a condition that is you know up to the standard of most divers then it's it's unfortunate but you know we we do what we can on land to keep the reefs as safe as possible but right that's got to be my other big passion is when i'm in the ocean i i definitely feel at home i was born in oahu so you yeah. know i've always had that sort of connection that um a lot of people don't have and so i feel very blessed to have that right right and how about you hannah what else do you like to do um, outside of my schedule with riding and school, uh, there's not much time. <laughs> I of hear you. Um, especially cause I have my, my own horse here too. So right. I'm riding every single day, um, besides Mondays, that's my one day. Um, but I do really love to go to networking events. Uh, I love to meet people and just talk to people and get to know them. So that's something I really have kind of plugged into about this past year or so is just trying to um, get out as much as possible and, and go and, and connect with other people in my major or people at SCAD or even outside for um, different things that I'm interested in. I uh, just did an internship with Gulfstream Aerospace this past year, um, designing the interiors of their private jets. So that's oh something gosh. that I'm really interested in um, and I would like to, to keep that going. So I will hopefully be back working for them after school. Nice. And um, so that's that's awesome. But a big part of me um, is I'm really involved in the church and my faith is really important to me. So okay. um, that's a big part of my life. And I volunteer at the church and the nursery. I love kids. So something I, I really, truly enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not not everyone can say that they've designed the interior for jets. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's definitely a specialty and kind of a niche with an interior design. But right. um, my one piece of advice is go out there and try and um, expand your portfolio as much as possible while you are a student, um, because typically, you know, you have your schedule pretty set while you're a student. And so try and fit it in there as much as you can before life gets really crazy. (laughs) Right. Right. um, But yeah, it's, it's, it was an incredible experience and I'm excited to go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Hannah and Lexi. I know you're very busy women and I really (laughs) appreciate you taking the time to talk to me on the podcast. Uh, Well, Sally, thank you so much for having us and um, definitely hopefully people will give this a listen and, Come check out SCAD. There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and western equestrian teams. 
Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.